I'd like to invite you to open up your program. We have these connection cards. I think some of you are familiar with this. I almost forgot about this. We have this connection card here. It's a gray and yellow card. And if you uh, would take time to fill it out and leave it on your pew after you're done, that'd be great. Especially if this is your first, second time, we'd love to have you mark that on here and uh, let us know. Uh, about you. On the back, there are different ways you can ask about information or things that are coming up. I know a lot of you uh, have asked questions about baptism and membership, and uh, I'm just going to talk about that right now. Um, but as you're doing that, let me talk about some announcements, give you some announcements. Uh, the, big, uh, the first thing is that next Sunday is going to be a really different Sunday. If you haven't been here a a whole year yet, realize that next Sunday is our fun fest. And it is like taking this Sunday morning and it's all new. It's all different. You're going to come here at 1030, and I probably will be in shorts. That's that's not real complimentary about anything. But but it's going to be very casual. And so we want to invite you to invite your friends, relatives, anyone. You know, there's sometimes we have friends and relatives where we say, well, we'd love for them to understand what church is about. And, you know, next Sunday it's going to be church, but it's, 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 much, more, it's much more of a loose environment and informal environment, hopefully a fun environment. So we do this to, to give us an opportunity to invite people to church and have a, just an enjoyable day. So please take advantage of it. Please think about neighbors and friends you'd like to invite. And uh, we'll have lunch here for everyone. We'll have bouncers in the back for little kids and games and things going on and popcorn and ice, ice, what do they call those things? Oh, snow cones, you know, stuff like that. So we'll have a lot of different things like that. So that's next Sunday right here, right on this bulletin. So take it to remind yourself. Now on the back of this bulletin, other side, it says elevate. Uh, oh, no, let me we'll do one more thing about the fun fest. Is Stephanie here? Stephanie, stand up. Stephanie is in charge of our fun fest. So she's planning it all. I didn't, I didn't have Stephanie stand up to, to honor her. I want you to go to her with any problems you might have. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you, Stephanie, for stepping forward this year. And so Stephanie has been coordinating and working on this for a long time. So, uh, you know, if you do have some questions and you'd like to just, uh, you know, um, just talk to her about it, that's great. But Stephanie is our director of FunFest. On the back side, we have Elevate. And we are starting a new ministry to single adults 30 years uh, old and up. And um, it's, it's, it's this Saturday is the first meeting. It says Saturday, September 17th, 10 a.m., right here at church in the, in the social hall. And it's going to be led by Ed Tom. Ed, where are you? Ed, stand up. And Ed is going to lead that meeting. So, so people, go. Find out what it's about. We're not saying you have to sign on the dotted line on anything. Just go and find out about the group. And I know Ed's going to make it a very enjoyable, fun group. Okay? So adults, single adults, 30 plus, you know, goes all the way up. Come here in your wheelchair, whatever. It's great, you know. It's going to be great. I think it's going to be a real fun group. Yeah, I know what Ed's planning on doing. I think it's a great group. Too bad I'm married. Okay. I'm just kidding. Where, is Amy here? Is my wife here? No. Praise God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Another thing. Baptism. Uh, some of you, like I said, some of you have been asking about baptism, new members. That is going to be starting two Sundays from now. So not next Sunday, which is Fun Fest, but the Sunday after that, September 25th, 9.20, in our church library. 
Uh, I'm going to meet those who are interested in baptism and new membership. And it doesn't mean you have to go through it there, but it's a time when you can find out about it. And I'll share with you about it, and we can uh, answer any questions you might have. And lastly, a lot of announcements. Uh, in October, I think it's October, Andrew, 8th? Fun Fest? I mean, um, 5K? We, we, we organized and put on a 5K race for the city of West Covina. Last year, we had over 300 runners. Uh, this year, we're planning for about 400. The reason I bring this up is there's still, uh, you, if you'd like to help, there's still a lot of opportunities to help. But another big thing is I'm in charge of the goodie bags. That means the bag, I got 400 bags, we gotta, I got to put stuff in. But I'm going to make this offer to you. If you or someone you know has a business and you'd like some free advertising, oh, I'll be glad to throw in their business card or flyer or anything else like that. I did that last year. I have a friend in the, I have a fellow in West Covina who's a tailor. And uh, I said, hey, you got any cards? He said, what for? I said, you want some free publicity? I'll throw cards in all my goodie bags. And so I did that for him last year. And he was so happy he got people coming in, checking him out, you know. So if you have a business, you know, or your friend has a business, you want to throw in some business cards, hey, give them to me. We'll throw them in. Okay? All right. Let's see, is there anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Let's get into our, our word today. You know, some of you may not know me. I've been away for three months. Seems like just a week to me. <laughs> no, I'm glad to be back, and, and, um, uh, but it was, it was good being away, too. So uh, let's, let's start with a word of prayer. Let's pray. Father, as we quiet our souls, and we, uh, we, we know that when we think of your word, that the only way we can really get anything out of it is when your spirit speaks to us. So, Father, we invite your Holy Spirit to touch our hearts and, and teach us the thing that you know we need, to, we need to learn. We're all different here. We've all been exposed to you in different ways and know you in different degrees. Uh, so teach us, Father. Personalize it just for us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Ah. You know, um... I took, the reason why I was gone so long, I took what we call a, a sabbatical. So every fifth year, Pastor Corey and I get a sabbatical. But then what I did is I attached my vacation time to it, so it was a little extra long. And uh, it, it was interesting. That's the longest time I've ever been without some kind of a job since I was 16, basically. And, uh, uh, and it, was, uh, it was enjoyable in a lot of ways. Um, but one thing I realized after being away from the church and visiting other churches uh, on Sunday, and just kind of, you know, when you're not leading the church service, sometimes you get a chance to step back and just kind of think about it a little bit differently. And I realized that Christianity uh, is really weird. You know, Christianity is really weird. You know, uh, let's face it, we are a bunch of weirdos. Uh, you know, take for example, t turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm just going to read a couple of verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, this is a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. Believers there. And um, it's going to be on the screen. 1 Corinthians 2, uh, chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Just think about this. Paul wrote, We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature 
but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. You know, when I think about that as a believer, that's pretty exciting stuff. That's not pretty, that's more than exciting. That is like a promise that you want to grab onto and say, wow, that is just incredible. But if I didn't believe in God and didn't give much credit to this book, I think, man, this is crazy. This is nuts. This, 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 is a, this, is, this stuff is like a cartoon. It's like Avatar. You know, it is just out of this world stuff. And I think once in a while it's good for us to remember that. Because if you have loved ones that are not in church, loved ones that aren't exposed to a lot of things of the Spirit, you know, realize that that's how some of the stuff that we as Christians, you know, accept, that they look at as just nonsense. And what I want to do today is I want to talk about how for us to remain weird, and we want to remain weird, don't we? Because the Bible says that we want to be different. We're not part of the darkness. We are the light in the darkness. So to be the light in the darkness, we've got to be different. And the only way we can be different is that we're going to be different than what the world is seeing. And the only way we're going to be different from the world is seeing is we've got to understand and, oh, that fell, understand and know this. This book is the only way we remain weird. And God wants us to be weird. God wants us to be different. He doesn't want us to blend in. And that's what this book is all about. And that's why we have things like Bible studies and, and, and these Bible study you know, uh, promotions to, to help us, to encourage us to, to start looking into this book in a way where you are going to be weird in a great way. You know, when we don't have the Bible, we lose a lot of things. When we don't have the Bible, if, we're, we're not, if that's not a serious thing to us, well, then our gathering here is basically we're just going to have lunch together and talk about the Dodgers and our new hair color. You know? If we don't have the Bible, if that's not the center of what we have, then our values are just going to line up with what, with what Dr. Phil says and, and everybody else on TV and the Internet. If we don't have the Bible at the center of what we're doing, you know how it's really dangerous? You're going to just, you're just going to accept things and just categorize them in your mind just according to what you think. Oh my gosh, that's dangerous, isn't it? It is to me. And that's what the Bible does. The Bible gives us an option. The Bible says that, we're, that, that God's given you an option to start to think and live like he says. Not what the world says and not what you say, but like he says. And that's what we want to talk about today. I want to talk about some three simple little comparisons of what maybe the world might think in regards to this book we call the Bible. The first thing, I think there's some people out there that look at the Bible as a history book. Now, now if you look at your program, you know, your fill-in, you notice how my, the fill-in looks quite different than how I used to have it. I'm, going to, I'm, I'm making it a lot simpler. All I have is a scripture down there, but a, a lot of open space. And you know what my hope is? And I think this is the hope of most pastors who preach, is that when you sit here and listen to a message, there's going to be at least one thing, maybe two things, that really touch your heart. And that space is for you to write it down. And you're going to carry it out of here, and it's going to make a difference in your life. 
Okay? You're not just filling in a word because I said fill it in. You're, filling, you're writing something down because it spoke to you. Okay, so anyway, history. I like history. I've always liked world history. Took courses, signed up for them, got into it, loved learning. It was great. But you know, the Bible is not a history book. The Bible does not focus on history. That's not the main concern of the Bible. But realize the Bible has a lot of history. Take, for example, when we look at the book, the Gospel of Luke, Luke is not only a physician, I think, I don't know if you guys knew that, but the author Luke was a physician, but he was also a recognized historian because of the way he recorded the life of Christ and the things he'd throw in there that gave historians that weren't believers an understanding of what, what time and era of world history that was. When we look at the Bible, it talks about the birth of the Jews. When you look at the Bible, it talks about the rise of the Egyptians. You look at the Bible, it talks about the world domination of the Babylonians and the Assyrians at different eras. When you look at the Bible, it talks about the impact of the Greeks right there in the, in, around the Mediterranean and the dominance of the Roman Empire and how the changing of the emperors changed the civilized world and affected the church. That's all world history. And the Bible sheds light on world history. Yet the Bible... This recording of history is not its focus. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 1, 9 and 10. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, 9 and 10. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which one can say, Look, this is something new. It was here already, long ago. It was here before our time. See, the Bible sees history like we do. How many of you read yesterday's old Google News? How many of you guys collect old newspapers and go back and read through them? None of us do. That's how the Bible looks at history. It's there. It has a relevance because you can learn from history, right? You don't want to be fooled twice. Yeah? We learn from history. There's value in it. But things, there's nothing new under the sun. By the time Jesus comes back a thousand years from now or more, SC still would not have beaten Alabama. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ron. You know, and no matter how bad the economy gets and corporations crumble, I'll guarantee we will always have Twinkies. There is just no doubt about that. But, so when we look at the Bible, the Bible's not saying that history isn't important, but it is saying that when we look at the big scope of life on this earth, the Bible is saying, hey, look, this is for you. It's not for you yesterday. It's not for you last year. It is for you today. And it's for your today and your tomorrow. The Bible is a relevant book for you today, and it was written for you today. Verse 62. Jesus replied, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. You know, you know that's, Jesus is saying, Look, man, look, 
I come into your life, you are a new creation now. You go forward now. Don't keep on looking back. Move forward. That's what the Bible is for. For us to grow and move forward. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Paul wrote, to, wrote this to the church in Corinth. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, in other words, he's saying, if you believe in Jesus Christ, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. See, that in a nutshell kind of tells us why God gives us Scripture. See, the Bible is saying, turn the page. The Bible is saying, it's a new chapter, people. The Bible is saying, hey, hit that delete button. Step forward. Move forward. So the Bible may have history, but it's not a history book. Let's go on. Some people see the Bible kind of like a comic book. You know, I don't know about you, but I really liked comic books when I was a kid. Um, I was, well, I've shared this with the congregation before. I was a latchkey kid, which means when I made the big step of graduating from kindergarten, from that day on, I went home to an empty house. My mom started working. Yo, you graduated kindergarten, Rick. You know, first grade, you know how to get home. Keys under the mat, you know, and that's how life was. And so comic books were a big part of my life. Comic books and TV. They were my babysitters. They were my buddies. Okay? Now, if you like comic books, what was your favorite one? You know what one of my favorite ones was? I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. Turok. You guys ever read Turok? Oh, man, Turok was so cool. An Indian dad and son killing dinosaurs with a bow and arrow. How much cooler can that be? You know? Turok, son of stone. But you know, Turok never existed. You know, Turok is a comic book. It's a fiction. It was just written to entertain and sell copies. You know, you can talk to a lot of your friends and relatives, and they all know they know about the parting of the Red Sea. They've heard about it. You ask them, hey, you ever hear about anyone walking on water? And you know what they're going to say? Yeah, Jesus did. You ever hear about a guy dying on a cross and resurrecting a few days later? You know who that is? Yeah, Jesus did that. See, they know all that. They've heard it. But they look at it kind of like a comic book. It's just, eh, that's kind of interesting. But it doesn't touch their lives. Because they don't see it as real. Second Peter 1.16, Peter wrote this. We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. You know, Peter, right off the bat, boom. Hey, this isn't fable. Boom, this isn't just some wives' tale going around. This happened, guys, really happened. 1 Timothy 4, 7. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. What's Paul telling Timothy? Timothy, don't listen to that stuff you hear. 
You know, a lot of people around you, they come from different religions, different beliefs. Don't listen to that. Realize your goal is to help people live godly lives. And that's what the Bible's for. The Bible exists to teach us and our kids how to live according to God's ways. So if it's not a history book and it's not a comic book, then what in the world is this book we call the Bible? Let's look at this. There's a lot in the Bible about it, but I just picked a couple of verses. One of the best ones I love is Hebrews 4.12. God wants us to see the Bible as what? His message and instruction to us. So look at Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. You know, if we just pick a few words, it's, it's very revealing. God is saying that, that his word, the Bible, is alive and active. Now, what does that mean? Basically, generally speaking, it's alive and active, and that means it can cause change. You ladies who bake, you know, when you put your, when you put your yeast in that dough, it's alive and active, and it affects the whole bowl of dough, right? That yeast causes everything to expand. The Word of God is alive and active, and it can cause change if we really take it in. It says that it, it penetrates. It penetrates. In other words, this is not surfacey stuff. It's not like a comic book. It's not like a history book you read and say, oh, that's interesting. It penetrates. It goes deep. Matter of fact, if you let it, the teachings of the Bible are going to show you you on the inside. It's going to show you things that you don't even want to think about. It's going to touch things that you have almost tried to bury. And it's going to bring up good stuff, too, and remind you about it and encourage you about it. But there are things that basically you're not telling a lot of people, and you may not have been thinking about it, but it penetrates and it hits the real you. It touches deep inside if you let it. And see, the Bible helps us see what is good. It it. it it judges. In other words, it, dis- it says it judges. It discerns right from wrong. You know, in this society, that is so important because it, just, it seems like a lot of things that used to be considered wrong today are considered right. And society is always going to be doing that. But the Bible is saying, no, there is a right and wrong. And God wants you to know it. And at times it's going to clash with society. And that's when you're going to feel really weird. And God says, it's okay to be weird. Look at another verse. 2 Timothy 3.16. Paul wrote this letter to Timothy, a young pastor in the church in Ephesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, 
correcting and training in righteousness. You know the key word, the key, I, we could spend all day looking at this verse because there's so much there. But the key part is the beginning where it says all scripture is God-breathed. In other words, this book isn't just for a bunch of prints. It isn't just published by Zondervan and, and so I know all about it. Uh-uh. This book is the actual heart and mind of the creator of the universe. And if you don't believe this, then you can take this book and start your next campfire. But if you do believe it, then it's going to have something for you. If you really believe that, then you're going to start thinking, oh my goodness, let's see if this is God's teaching. Let's see, do I believe that God is real? Okay, let's go to the next one. Do I believe that God sent his son Jesus to die for me? That means he must love me. Okay, let's go to the next one. Well, if he's real and he created the universe and he loves me, he sent his son to die for me, oh my goodness, then maybe the way he wants me to live is going to be good for me too. You know, when I, before I went to the mission field, I had to be convicted of something because I didn't want to go to the mission field. But after just wrestling, I wrestled for two years, and I came to the conclusion that there is no life that I could choose for myself better than the life God has for me. And that's when I said, okay, I surrender. Where do you want me to go? Okay. But I, did, I, and I had to get to that point. Now, God's not calling you to do that. But God is calling you to believe that his word is here between the covers of your Bible. That that is his desired life for you. That's what he wants you to believe. He wants you to believe that this is from him to you. And if you believe that, then I guarantee you're going to want to get into it. You're going to want to know what it says. And you know what? It doesn't mean you've got to know it cover to cover. But I'll guarantee you, the more you go over this, all through your life, it's going to constantly speak to you. Because you are going to be different today than how you're going to be, let's say, five years from now. And you're going to be different five years from now, ten years from now. See, and so the Bible keeps speaking to us all through our life. So you can read it over and over and over again, and you're going to see newness in there because you are newer, and you are just that newness of you is coming out, and, and you're that new creature. Fun. It's great. Now, the catch here is now we're offering Bible studies, right? You go out that front door, you're going to see nine different, nine different little signs that say, you know, Bible study here, Bible study there, Bible study there. Ask questions. There are people who are sitting there who, know, who go to those Bible studies. Just go ask them. Hey, what do you guys do? You know, how, what kind of food do you guys serve? You know, I don't care what you ask them. But ask them and find out about it, okay? And seriously think about it. And Pastor Corey and I, just this morning, we were talking about it. We were, and I hope you don't mind I just mentioned it. Kind of plant a seed, okay? You know, because we have so many people from different areas and if you and you say look at that table and say, gosh, they're all so far away from me. And if you said to Pastor Corey and I, you know what? I really feel God leading me to open up my house and I'm going to invite my neighbors and, and, and loved ones to my house for a Bible study. And if you say that, we'll go anywhere. Okay? We'll go anywhere and we'll get you going. We'll just get you going. Okay? And we'll see where God takes us. 
Okay, But we do have established Bible studies out there in the hallway. And just like Don said, you know, the neat thing about Bible studies, you're going there to learn the word. But the neat thing is, is that you're with one another. And when I look at you guys, you guys aren't a bad looking group. Huh? It's fun. You know, get together and enjoy one another. Get to know one another. You know, the Bible says, I love the verse that says that iron sharpens iron. In other words, believers having contact with believers, we help each other become more useful in this world. Just like a sharp knife. You know, we help each other. So Bible studies have an immense uh, part of a person growing spiritually. So please can seriously consider it. You know, you may say, oh, I can't do it now. That's okay. Keep in the back of your mind. The day will come. The door, God will open the door when you can. But just understand, it's important. God sees it as important. So do we here at this church. Okay? So the only way to keep Christianity weird, learn this book. And you want to be weird. Be weird. You may have been born weird. That's okay. Get weirder. Okay? Whatever. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Father, I looked at myself, and I'm, I'm weird without the Bible. But, man, I'm weirder with the Bible. And, and it's great. That's the life you chose for me. That's the life we want. Uh, so help us, Father, to, to really dig in and be that person you want us to be in this world. And it can happen through reading your word. So help us to do that. In Jesus' name, amen.